Well, I'm lucky enough that I've been able to grab Dushan Vemich, former player and now coach on the ATP Tour. Dushan, thanks so much for joining us today on ATP Tennis Radio. Jill, thank you. So you just got off the practice court, and I know you were on there with Brandon Nakashima, who you're now currently coaching. Now, I want to talk about you. You had a great career, high number 146 in the world, 31 in doubles, so had a great career. Um, And just talk about your transition from a player to a coach, and um, did that transition happen quickly? Yes. You knew you wanted to coach? Uh, I was maybe one of few fortunate people um, that was able to transition into coaching very quickly. I didn't have a downtime to um, soak in, in my misery of not being able to compete anymore and, and we all kind of go a little bit through that like almost like a little depression phase as, um, as we tend to compare the, the emotional part uh, this their satisfaction as as players to anything else and it's it's just impossible so the emotional setting, part you get on court is what yeah correct, correct. The adrenaline. It's, it's impossible to to compare to anything so i was fortunate enough to to have some good friends good people around me that put put things in perspective and and, and uh, so i was so i was able to quickly um understand that this is a very valuable, one of the most exciting chapters of my life as, as, as an athlete, and anything else is new, and uh, it should not be compared, it should be enjoyed and cherished uh, on its own, you know, to the max. So I was able to, so the day I stopped playing was August 1st, 2011, August 2nd, 2011, I started uh, being a part of the team of Andrea Petkovic, who was already ranked number nine in the world. I've been both her friend and friend of her coach, Petr Popovic, who is bad, you know, funny enough, they're back together. Um, and uh, we had great, uh, great fall. Actually, that, that same uh, year, I did help um, Novak in uh, Indian Wells and US Open. Not that he needed much help, but helped the team, helped, you know, because as um, we used to play together, uh, we know each other very well, so that that, uh, help was actually um, welcomed because, you know, sometimes there are so many things going on that, you know, you want want people around you that you can depend on and they can understand the situation. So, So I helped him there. Uh, anyway, so that year I, I, I finished with, with Andrea and started next year with her. Unfortunately, she got hurt and then I continued with Novak. So that was just a kind of a dream transition if uh, you were ready to, to start coaching. And I, I feel that um, my upbringing was, uh, my dad was a, a pilot, military pilot and military you know, pilot like instructor. So growing up, um, I think I got a lot of tools of coaching from him towards me, and uh, and I feel like I, I'm I'm bringing that little part uh, into my my coaching today. So wow, there's a lot of information there. First yeah. of all, I want to start with your father that you just mentioned being a military pilot and what tools he brought. What exactly do you feel were were so crucial? Those tools. 
some of the most important things are just kind of psychological uh, approaches to, to to other people, trying to learn about them, uh, how they operate, how they receive information, and when they are able to receive that information. Because um, even if you have the most valuable ideas and thoughts to share, experiences to share, um, maybe that individual is or is not capable of receiving that information in that particular moment. So I have learned to first, uh, you know, three to six weeks, really try to learn and understand who that person is as a, as a human, when they, where they come from, uh, what their upbringing, uh, how they communicate with their close, close people. And only then you can actually start doing a good job on and off the court, helping them on their journey. So using, knowing you have that information from your father and that tool of getting to know the human, what did you learn from, for example, Djokovic in particular being part of his team? I mean, that's incredible insight to have for knowing him as a human and how that impacted his psychology going into matches and the way he handles himself in his career. Yes. Things are pretty simple, uh, or at least... um, he made them very simple in in sense that tennis or whatever sport you're in we're talking about tennis because we are tennis uh, lifers I would say and I remember you playing you really live tennis and that is the only way to go in order to really become the best version of, your, of your, yourself as an athlete you have to live the sport and um Novak brings his best every single day and uh, there's no real magic to it he just he's very talented uh, good good tennis player but because he brings it every single day and every single day the ball is hit with purpose he really maximizes uh, his time on the court so he never gets burned out on the practice court and um, he, he actually does literally sharpen his tools when he's on on that on that court so i love that statement having a purpose to every shot that you hit and when you say living tennis every day do you mean you're referring to on court but also off court as well 100 percent. so what exactly do you feel like was so exceptional that he does i mean we see it every day what he does on court but what was exceptional as far as his entire daily life First of all, let's put it uh, in kind of simple terms, his body um, his, is, is his vehicle in order to, you know, in order to maximize his potential, he needs to be healthy. So now whatever that requires, you know, whatever is required from him to keep his health, would it be the amount of sleep, uh, the food intake, just the, the whole lifestyle uh, is dedicated uh, to tennis. And now as he has two kids, he also has to be a, a father, and I, I'm pretty sure that is a priority. But, you know, throughout years you have learned how to optimize your time, and, and through it he is still uh, living it as a champion. And as far as, like, I know how much he 
you know, thrives on doing everything possible. Can you give us a little insight in his, into his nutrition and fitness as far as during the year, off season? What I know is that he's a, he's a very good cook, so he prepares his own food when he's home and, and makes his juices and always br- brings a, a juicer with him at tournaments and he, you know he likes to to be there in person to, to kind of uh, respect and cherish that fruit that, that's been given to him to uh, nurture him and um, it just it's 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 a daily daily lifestyle and, and you know I don't spend nowadays too much time with him but, but I always appreciate uh, every every moment I spend with him because he really is uh, perfect example of someone that lives in the moment and for, for the nutrition part he's I know he is gluten-free but is he plant-based I think he is uh, raw vegan raw vegan that's what I thought I was wondering yeah pretty much um, seven years for seven years yeah, now so raw and vegan yes yeah most of the time raw vegan sometimes I think some some steam stuff. Uh, I think you would have to ask him exactly how what his definition what is. is of, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess it's not easy to do that nowadays. But uh, you need to be prepared, and and he is prepared, and he knows what it takes. So you know, he, you know, he has uh, the tournaments chefs to, for like serious good chefs uh, to prepare some major you know, meals for him um, and um, you know he knows where to shop for for the veggies uh, for the fruit so I mean and now I think uh, so many years after he, he, he has learned different tournament has different places farmers farmers markets to, to shop at so I, th- I feel like it's a, a little bit of a science but you know if there when there's will there's way and as far as fitness in particular, was there anything that you noticed that was so different that he pays attention to and where he feels like he it's been able to have him really excel? I believe that the, one of the big things uh, in, you know, in, in, he, in his body, in his fitness, is that a lot of us, uh, what we don't have, we try to have. So he, he was never a big, bulky, strong guy but never cared much for becoming one. Uh, and he just um, realized lighter he is, quicker he is, and still being able to recover well uh, is the way to go. And his body you know, doesn't take so much beating uh, like some, you know, some other players that play as physical, but they're a little heavier, you know? And you know, like 10 pounds makes a difference, but I feel like in his case, He's even like 15 pounds lighter than he could be as well and, and still perform. But I feel like that gave him this longevity and quality that he has right now. That's awesome insight. And from for you as a coaching perspective, going from a player to a coach has... I know sometimes when you watch tennis from a playing aspect to the coaching aspect, it changes your perspective a little bit. Do you find that? And has that changed how you coach your player from the experience that you've had playing yourself? Yes, um, I think it's it, there is a, a certain value uh, in in the fact that as a coach you have experienced it as a player, so you can relate a little better uh, to a player. It's not crucial because we've seen there are 
their coaches, the excellent coaches, they're great, uh, great psychologists as well, and they they help players tremendously and and and, and have them uh, get to to the top of the world, tennis world. So I, I believe it's it's in my case I think I'm. I'm very grateful that I had that experience and and kind of coming also from from the background you know the, the country that is fairly poor and uh, with only so many resources you had to find the way nothing is given to you a lot of times you play to survive so it gives you perspective gives you a little edge did you feel that that you felt yes. like you're playing to survive yes Yes, for wow. many years. That's pretty tough to get through. Um, yes and no, because that was the only way to to do it. It was the only way for me to play tennis. Did you feel like that was an added pressure? Uh, I did not feel it because that's the only way to okay. do it. There was no other option. There was no kind of way out. I could have um, either gone to college, but coming from, from Serbia... That's kind of not our culture to go to the U.S. I mean, it's it's um, it's a little bit different. Back home, you, you also have very good uh, institutions, but colleges in America give you much more opportunities. Um, but as I really played to survive and to help my family survive, I I never thought twice. And now, if I look back, I couldn't and I wouldn't change anything. That's amazing. That's such a good feeling to have. No regrets. Yes. <laughs> now, as far as, let's transition a little bit as far as now you're working with Brandon Nakashima, who's had an incredible year. I actually first saw him two years ago in an exhibition in Hawaii, and we were all super impressed from, right. that, from that point on. We had never seen him before that point. Um, but we knew right away that he had something special. What was it about him that intrigued you from the start? As a... Uh Brandon Nakashima, first of all, great, great person, uh, great role model already for young kids out there. Uh, very humble, quiet, uh, yet uh, witty, cheeky, you know, funny. I, as I did not know much about him, but from my peers that, that have coached him, uh, a friend that, that actually introduced me to the, to the family, to, to Brandon, uh, Travis Redmire. Uh, who I played on tour for many years with. Uh, he's, he gave me a couple of you know things about him, about Brandon that uh, that are different. Uh, he remembers when he was young, uh, he was you know leading in the match big time and end up losing that second set, even though he had like a bunch of match points and a lot of kids would really kind of ride that wave of emotion. Yet, Brandon came back and won the third set easily, which he, he felt it was very strange in a positive way, very unique. Um, then, watching him uh, on, on, on some tapes, I realized that his, his, one of his sides is very excellent, which is his backhand side, and um, service very, very easy. Um, but most of all, I... I I really embraced, uh, or, or embraced, really focused on his poise out there and his presence every single point. Um, so I, I'm, I have been uh, encouraging that poise and, and for him to continue 
being that guy is he reminds me a little bit of Bjorn Borg like okay. that you know very kind of quiet stoic and you know minding his business and, and, and bringing it every single point and um, like those qualities for example are very undervalued because they're not flashy same as um, showing up for every practice full ready bringing the best of of himself on that day whatever it is not judging himself just hitting every ball you know with with purpose and um, I, I really simply know that that approach to our sport is the best approach um, maybe again it's maybe it's not the, the most exciting but it's the one that will bring the most of your out of yourself which eventually uh, makes you bring a show the best possible results or, or you just simply maximize whatever you have and for the longest time. So this is something that you felt like was a good, uh, very important quality. Knowing Brandon a little bit more now that you've been working with him for a little while, do you feel like that's something that is naturally in him that he would, that, you know, being brought up or do you feel like that's something, a quality that can be coached? Um, yes, I think that is his own quality of him as, 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 a, as a human. He is a little bit more natural uh, calmness to, to, or to his reactions to everyday life. But uh, that said, he's also the person that likes to, li- likes to think about what's coming, uh, likes to prepare for the next day. So he's rarely... Uh, Erratic and, and, and he just like likes things in in certain order, so which which definitely helps him on the on the tennis court, uh, both on on a practice side and, and uh, in matches, playing with purpose, uh, creating points, being patient. So that brings up an interesting question for me because for someone, I mean, my first thought is for someone that likes the things, something so orderly and organized, yet your opponent's job is to make you very uncomfortable and disorganized. How how would you coach that as far as like being able to handle those challenges when they're? I mean, he obviously has done a phenomenal job so far, but as far as someone that that likes things so orderly, um, I believe again that is. Um there is not an overnight thing to to learn um, especially he he has uh, grew up on, on hard courts when there's little less uh, chances for things to go wrong and, and play, people tend to play a little bit more kind of straightforward and not in so many dimensions and maybe in Europe on clay or South America on clay um, so being exposed to those those type of players playing those tournaments and uh, being aware that today I have to find a way myself um, it, it, it is in the combination of, of matches uh, talking about it uh, having an open mind to keep learning and being uncomfort- uncomfortable and, and learning from those matches and understanding where was the moment that you did well enough that you overcame that or you could have done something a little bit better or a little bit earlier to neutralize their disruption um, is, is, is a daily process and 
I'm pretty sure he's still he is still learning and if he continues uh, to learn throughout his career I think that's that's go going to make him a champion and, be and before we started you talked about um, you know Brandon was able to practice with Novak um, yes. last year at the US Open and this year on clay you mentioned yes. And having those different surfaces, being and one being able to practice with Novak is, you know, hugely a, a great advantage for Brandon to learn new things. Absolutely. But as far as also being able to have that advantage on different surfaces, like one, what what did Brandon learn from those experiences? I, I mean, I, I can only speak uh, what I believe that he had gotten out of those uh, those days, those sessions, and there is a. There are many different dimensions in tennis. As uh, that means that 100% effectiveness does not necessarily mean uh, that you must hit the ball 100% power and perfectly in the corner. Actually, you might be more productive, especially on clay, if you use the height and the depth of the court and, and width of the court and use those slices and and. and set yourself up for that big shot that you are looking for um, but um, it is it um, it makes him present even more in that moment because things can go south very very quickly if you don't adapt to to the opponent's game or at least neutralize it within first couple of points or couple of shots that when uh, when he feels that that's the only way out for him and gets desperate and he goes back to the old ways where you were already winning. Um, it, it becomes very interesting. He, he, he saw that Novak does not hit every single ball full power, but hits every single ball with purpose and very free. It's, a, it's more, it ends up being more of a swing than a hit. You know? And the focus is, uh, has always been simply on a point of contact and, and, and trusting your shots and as far as like mentality mindset I know you also mentioned um, before we started that uh, Novak is very free to give advice and to help um, the player that's maybe hitting with him like when Nakashima got to hit with him was there anything Djokovic said that you were happy it came from him to, to hear for Brandon to hear it from him uh, yes uh, one thing in particular is that you have to learn about yourself and continue learning. You have to feel your body, uh, know what, uh, what makes you a certain way or what, what makes you, you know, both quicker and, and more fluid on the court. Um, you have to feel your muscles. And so, so you would be able to adapt and change on, on a dime if you need to do certain things. So, so both technically, physically, emotionally, you have to be aware of who you are, of yourself. So I feel like um, he has given him advice to, to keep, keep searching, keep learning, keep, uh, keep growing. And a lot, of, a lot of the ways the players are doing that is you, you, we are hearing a lot of players talking to more sports psychologists in order to do just that, learn about themselves a little bit more and, you know, be a little bit more simple. Is that something that you have explored to, as part of your team? Uh, we have a couple of people, uh, very experienced people, that, that are helping us 
and uh, I make sure uh, that it is Brandon who reaches out if he needs uh, in certain moments, if he has some uncertainties about his thought process. Uh, but so far, there were few, only few occasions and uh, they were sold uh, for him uh, very quickly and he has gotten the answers very quickly because uh, he's very uh, practical and, 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 and is able to embrace new thoughts and new ideas very quickly. And just talking about this year in particular, he's had, he's had a good run, a good year. What do you feel like it specifically has worked well that he's improved on? Since, since the day one, we have been working on pretty much everything, but specifically on, on his serve, um, his transition game, uh, his, again, court awareness. As, um, as, as I find that in the past, growing up, he has hit, he's a great ball striker, let's put it that way. And uh, as you have mentioned, Jill, on a higher level, people try to disrupt, try to throw you off and, and, and make you play their tune. Now, as time goes by, he has, he has been um, learning and I feel he will continue to learn how to deal with different ball heights, different speeds, different spins and still be comfortable. Um, and I think that he, he has um, another, maybe now has more color to his game has more spin, more slice, comes in, short balls, lobs, um, little change-ups, you know, body serve, kick serves, you know, heavy forehands. I feel like a lot of those things are pretty new to his repertoire. But nevertheless, my philosophy is you just, uh, you just be on your journey and continue growing continue getting better every single day and the result will only be the result of, of that hard work. Well, I, I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job and I feel like I could talk to you forever. I know you have things to do, places to go. Brandon, I'm sure, is waiting for you, but thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. It was my pleasure, Jill.